I have some super exciting news. Over at Text Talks, we get a huge number of artists reaching out to us to highlight their amazing content. And because we plan our seasons quite far in advance, we often can't accommodate requests to spotlight some of the amazing up-and-coming talents South Africa, Africa, and the world has to offer. And so we started Text Talks Extra. Text Talks Extra has gone on to become its own beast, and thanks to all of your support, we are super excited to announce that our friends in the culture of humor have stepped up to collaborate with us for the next season of Text Talks Extra, launching on the 14th of February. Puma have been at the very forefront of the culture through iconic collabs with the likes of Nomzamo Mabata, Winnie Harlow, Dua Lipa and Cara Delevingne, to Nintendo and even my fave sweeties Haribo, while always looking toward being more sustainable in the pursuit of their biodegradable shoe experiments. I mean, this is the brand that bought us Suede's, a fashion icon that's been a staple since its first drop in the 70s. Finally, keep your finger on that refresh button on Puma's Insta. Rumor has it with restrictions easing more and more, select sessions might just be happening live and in person at their flagship Bramfontein store, so don't say we didn't warn you. We are stoked to be collaborating with Puma again and can't wait to bring you only the freshest content on Tech Talks Extra, including all the happenings in the land of Puma for 2022. Whether it's their latest collab, hashtag select sessions, hashtag suede Sundays, or just a reminder that she moves us. Catch all the drops on at Puma South Africa on Insta or wherever you follow the iconic cat. And now, back to the show. Welcome to Tex Talks Extra. I am Tex, and today I am talking to a singer and songwriter that tells tales of melancholy and pain with his emotive vocal that sounds, well, that sounds a lot like sex, if I'm being very honest. I am, of course, talking about the elusive Burning Forest Boy. My friend, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm quite well. How are you doing? Thanks I'm for good. having me, by the way. It's only a pleasure. I'm very, very happy that you could make time. I know that you're very busy at the moment. You've got 101 things going on. But I'm also very excited because this is the first podcast interview that you've done, which technically means yeah. that this is the first time that people are hearing your voice. But throughout your whole career, you've been quite secretive, elusive, if you will, deliberately obscuring your face and your PR material. And I want to know, why did you make that decision from the get-go? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, for the longest time, there's a whole lot of reasons for that. But I think one of them is that, I mean, I've usually only cared about like the music. So I like the fact that when people listen to my music, it's not like they're thinking about someone's face or like a person that they have in mind, you know, it's, it's, it's just a voice in your head, you know, it's, it's like a conversation with this, with your subconscious, like you're talking to yourself through my music. And I feel like that's important for people to feel with the music that I make instead of, you know, cigar <laughs> on the other side singing to you. I think that makes a lot of sense to me, but it always, I don't always been like this. Uh, I mean, I eventually think I'm 
I'm going to get rid of the no face thing because, you know, I don't want to feel contrived or forced. I like everything about me has always been passive. So I don't want this to feel like an active thing that people have to press about, you know. But, I mean, it's cool now. People like it. So it's chilled. I just think also with who you are as an artist, like you said, it's not contrived. It's not a fake or false thing or anything that you put on. It's just something that's a very, that feels very natural to you. And, you know, if you drop it, if you don't drop it, it'll just be the next chapter in your story as an evolving artist, which is very interesting to me. And I've heard a lot of people say, and it's been written in the media that you are one of the architects of this new wave of music that we're experiencing currently in South Africa. I mean, I would even go so far as to say that you are in many ways leading that wave, you know, regardless of whether you show your face or not. But how much would you say the scene has changed over the last few years in South Africa in terms of what the youth are listening to now? Mm, I don't know. The- I feel like architect's such a big word. I feel like I can't take responsibility for like, especially like when when people mention the new wave instead of just a new wave. I mean, mm-hmm. the new wave was like something that happened with a bunch of people like in Johannesburg, but I don't know. I wasn't really involved with all of that. So I can't really say that I'm an architect or anything. I, I can't take that much credit. But besides that happened, like, just before, like, I started gaining popularity. But, I mean, I, I guess people like what I do. It's um, it's a lane that nobody occupies, you know. And I'm, like, kind of the only one that, that can do it this well. I guess the next best person who can do it after me isn't that good. So <laughs> I'm pretty happy where I am in my own little lane. Everybody kind of likes kind of loves it's, yeah i'm just lucky to have you know this much retention people just really stick with me no matter what and i think that's cool yeah people do really stick with you no matter what and in a very short space of time you've amassed like this cult following with dropping tunes on soundcloud and being being very savvy in how you curate your social media whether it's it's planned or not. But what do you think it is about your music that resonates with people so deeply? Mm, I don't know. There's, there could be a lot of things. But um, I think, I think like, at the core of it, it's, like, it's probably honesty. Because a lot of people, I guess, like, people make music to, you know fabricate like a, a type of life or a, mm. a, a, a way they live or you know and I mean it's no bad to them I guess they're probably just manif- manifesting whatever they want to come to but I mean like I think throughout the time that I made music it's it's always just been really really honest painfully honest <laughs> sometimes embarrassingly honest but honest and I think everybody just resonates with that. I think that's a core thing that keeps people here or <laughs> brings people in more. Sad. Nothing I ever say. And you can tell. I think everybody can tell as well. It's not something that, 
you know, people can be fooled about, you know, people can show whatever, but at the end of the day, some people are just a certain way, and I'm a certain way, and I, I guess people just love the honesty. It's the, it's the one main thing that I know people that has kept people here. Hmm. I mean, I know I love the honesty and you know, you know, I'm a fangirl, but I thought that your debut single Talisman was such a great first foot forward in terms of introducing this very moody, broody, also very sexy sound that you've, that you create. How do you feel about Talisman specifically now when you hear it, you know, being the first song that you ever put out there? I mean, like, Talisman is, like, the greatest song to ever exist. <laughs> I swear, it's, it's so cool. I'm joking. But, like, now I really, really like Talisman. Talisman has, like, a place in my heart. Similar to, like, everything else that I put out. Like, every single piece of music. I think that's also why, like, there's so much retention. Because, like, everybody who supports me just, like, waits, you know, that until I'm ready to put something. Because it takes a lot of, you know whatever happens internally to produce like a one single piece of music and people understand that and I think Talisman Talisman was like you know one of those places that I'm always happy to revisit you know like when you hear about like stars who get that one track that like everybody likes and then they get sick of hearing it or seeing it mm-hmm. or you know like every they get tired of of the attention that it gets, but I feel like I'm just blessed because that that song currently is the song that I really, really like. Talisman is like it's a really great song for me. But, you know, I I live in that space a lot, so it just it just resonates a lot and it's a good place to go back to. I think Talisman aside, R.I.P. Aaliyah, that was really the track for me because I firstly am obsessed with Aaliyah but I love how you incorporated melodic and vocal elements from her entire discography into this track and I don't know how many times I've listened to it to be very honest but also Aaliyah's legend right it only grows year on year but I want to know what does her musical legacy mean to you um I mean Aaliyah for the longest time, Aliyah's just been like someone that I kind of resonate with because she has similar, she had similar things going for her. She's just some mystic artist that came out of nowhere that, you know, everyone's like, whoa, this person is getting a lot of attention. But they're also like really good at what they do. And then, you know, like after she died, just had, there were a lot of unanswered questions and you know, a lot of things that people thought were probably like shady about what she was doing or, you know, behind the scenes type stuff. But I guess that's that. But I mean, there was, uh, in terms of R.I.P. Aaliyah, it was like a week that I was listening to like Timbaland. Timbaland's like, Timbaland's the greatest, if not, mm-hmm. if, if not the greatest, he's one of the greatest producers to ever exist. And there was like a week that I was listening to stuff with Justin Timberlake and Missy Elliott and Aaliyah. And there was one song I was listening to. Um, I, don't, I don't remember the name, but it goes like, 
If I let this go, you can't tell nobody. I'm telling nobody. And then after I heard that track, I was like, I need them. Because that's the thing. I, I barely get any inspiration to make music. You know what I mean? I, I, most of the time when I get into a music making like Rome, it's, I, 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 I want it to come from inside me, you know, not from something I heard or something. So it's, it's rare that I get the opportunity to, you know, be inspired by someone to make something. So I had to name it R.I.P. Aaliyah because like I was mad inspired by that song and a lot of stuff that Timbaland did. So that happened like two or three years ago even, but it was, yeah, Aaliyah's like, she was amazing. Sad that she's dead and whatever, but like, yeah, she was pretty cool. That song that you sang a little bit now, and thank you for that, by the way. Like, I got a little, I got a little burning forest boy exclusive singing on the podcast as well. Uh, that track's called "Are You That Somebody." It's one of my favorite yeah, earlier tracks. Yeah, it's just. Whew. It's proper. It's proper goosebump vibes. Um, so I think that all the artists that have asked about lockdown or who have spoken about lockdown, um, majority of them went through some pretty rough times being by themselves. What was your experience of lockdown like? I mean, I think, well, I guess like, you're with yourself more than anybody else, you know? And a lot of people refuse to learn or understand who that person is. I feel like I've encountered that already so long ago. So, I mean, like, lockdown was, lockdown was pretty nice for me. <laughs> like, it was like an opportunity. It's like, gave me a perfect excuse not to see anybody, you know? Like, <laughs> back, I'd have to, like, make up weird excuses or, you know, like say something but like or force myself to go but like lockdown was just dude we can't do anything like i can't lock down so i mean it was pretty nice for me but getting back into the world was also it was also relieving i guess you know it was it was a weird experience but i mean it was tight for me i don't know how anybody else feels about it i haven't really asked people but I guess it was pretty shitty for a lot of people. You know, I feel kind of bad talking to people about lockdown, especially if they've had a bad experience, because I had a great experience of lockdown. Like, I stopped smoking. Like, I got rid of some nasty habits. Like, I I was more focused on myself, on work. You know, it was all about me. It wasn't about anybody else. Um it was a really great time to like regroup almost. And then as soon as things started to open up, I felt like I went back out there as a, as probably the best version of myself that I've been in a very long time. So, yeah. So don't, yeah, don't be like me and feel bad if your experience wasn't as shitty as, as most people's. I think that it's it's totally dependent upon your circumstances. Um, but did you did you work on new tunes at all? Were you working on music? Were you constantly creating? I mean, somebody like you who who runs at a, a thousand miles a minute, I, I can't see how you you weren't. <laughs> yeah, well, 
a lot of the time I was working, but I mean, some of the time was just, I don't know. It's like the world went quiet for a bit as if you turned off social media. But I think at that point, social media was like the loudest thing. And I don't know. Yeah. I've never been really been like super social media person. So either way, the world just seemed a bit more quiet. And I kind of like that. I think it's weird when like people encounter me because I'm I'm really really quiet. I don't like talking, and I enjoy silence a lot. And if it's comfortable enough, then I can sit in it forever. So, I mean, the silence that came with lockdown and whatever was was relieving because I didn't have to talk to anybody. Or do anything and see anyone so i felt really really comfortable which is the opposite way of how i should be feeling but i guess it was good so what i wanted to say was i am generally quite a loud bubbly in your face kind of person and i don't know if you've heard but from when we started this podcast interview right up until now my voice has actually gotten softer and lower and I've gotten more chilled because of you, because yeah. your voice is so soothing and lulling that it's like really putting me at ease. And this has never happened to me before. I like even the pace that I'm talking at is like slower. I'm like in this groove. And <laughs> that is 100% testament to you. You're making yeah, me, you, your voice is making me very comfortable. You're not the first person to say that. Thank you, though. I guess it's a good thing. I hope. It's a great thing. I just want to bottle your voice and keep it with me wherever I go. Like, just clip one of your answers and then play, <laughs> play it to myself when I'm out and I need to, like, woosa, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It's cool. Oh my gosh! But wait, were you the one? Were you the one with the tattoo? Ara Yegomasa. Uh, I've got quite a few tattoos. Which... The one I don't, I don't remember. It was a star sign tattoo. I don't remember the, which star sign though. The scorpion. Yes, there we go. It was that you. was me. That was Thank me. You. I was wearing a silver dress. Thank you. Yeah, I got it. I just remember oh. that. <laughs> I was hard I was hard to miss that night. That night we were running around like crazy and then I saw George Avakian first. Though. Lovely night. But George is a very difficult man to miss because he's so tall. And then yeah, I enormous. saw you. Yeah, and then I saw you, but I recognized you instantly, even though you were wearing a buff. Because I don't know <laughs> how been... people do that. <laughs> People have been trained, Forrest. That's why they've been trained because all they see sometimes like it's a strand of hair or like maybe an ear or whatever. So people have studied what they can see and they know you even though they can't see anything. I think it's hysterical. I think that's so cool. <laughs> but talk to me about your new single offering. By the time this podcast comes out, it will already be out. Uh, but I want to know, what kind of headspace were you in when you wrote it? I haven't heard it, so... <laughs> you'll, you, you'll, you'll be lucky. It actually came out today. Um, we'll probably play it after this. 
but um offering is <sighs> offering is like a it's a it's a sentence in a book of a bigger story and part of that story is is collection too and you know offering was like wow mm-hmm. this is the type of stuff that makes me excited I'm like, like being able to explain like what actually happens behind the scenes I feel like we should talk at a later date though because I don't want to give too much away about offering because I'll give so much away about collection too it's a, it's a really lovely story, though. And you took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to say you've announced the upcoming release of Collection 2, which I think I speak for everybody when I say that it's long overdue, Forrest. <laughs> Can you tell me anything about the makeup of the record while we wait for it? Um, I don't know. Collection 2 is like, it's a, it's a rabbit hole. It's a, it's a rabbit hole that talks about a lot of stuff. I don't know the, the the pressures of like you know popularity or whatever you can call this. People knowing you, your name and stuff like that. You know, denying your privacy. It's all. It's, it also gets into like conversations that I have with God. You know, like the bravery to die and then you know now even worse the bravery to keep living. You know, um, it's, it's, collection two is a lot, but I mean, it doesn't just stop there. It's not just like all doom and gloom and shit. It's like, it's also about like, also the copious amount of talk about titties and, and cool shit as well. So, I mean, uh, collection two is mad exciting for me. I, I can't wait until people hear it because it's a combination of events and stories and instances that, you know, it's not... It's not just from like last week or last year. It's years to come and years prior. So it's quite a lot that I've tried to condense into the most like concise and easy listener listenable way, you know. And it's uh, as much as as much as it's a lot of content and you know, it's 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 pretty deep. It's it's also just like I try to make it as cavalier, nonchalant isn't the word, but as passive, you know, before mm-hmm. anything, you need to be able to listen to it. And I want people to be able to listen to it. But then, I don't know, somebody sent me, I sent I sent collection to, to somebody one day, and I think they gave, like, the perfect, like, description of what happens when you listen to it. Like, the first listen... First listen is like, oh shit, oh shit, right? And then the second listen is like, oh shit. And then the third listen is like, holy fuck. (laughs) It makes no sense, but it makes perfect sense. You'll hear it. I'm excited about Collection 2. Mad excited. And I hope everybody hears it. All the people that need to listen to it. And I think it's 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 important right now it's very telling of the times you know like um you know music is is a kind of art that you know tells the story of the time that it's that it's place and as much as these songs have been like you know cultivated over over time i think right now is a very good time for people to 
yeah, all of this. It's, it's. I think these are these are the conversations that people need to have one with themselves and two with other people because you know it's not just about like you know deep introspection. It's about the effect that you have on other people. You know, like it's it's also about like how how tra- how attractive people are in relationships. How us is what people would want to call the elite. I mean, we live in like, we live among like the 5% and not even live among, I think we see them and we experience these lives and, you know, to be, to be, to be attractive, talented or, or out there or popular or whatever you are. It's, it's, it's a conversation that, that needs to happen. And it's, it's, really honest i hope it doesn't hurt anybody (laughs) it's mad honest if you will let me and only if you will let me once collection two is out i'd like to sit down with you and i'd like to dig a little bit deeper into each track because we touched very briefly today on talisman r.i.p earlier but your discography is so varied and so layered and i really want to uncover, unearth, and discuss the themes of your music a little more closely because there's a lot going on there and I think that it merits it merits a, a longer conversation. But only if you'll let me. A hundred percent. I think, you know, given if, if I give myself the right amount of preparation, I'd love to have that conversation. I mean, like, talking to you today has been, like, it's been really nice and easy and chill. I mean, I don't like talking to anybody in general. So I guess this is this has been kind of nice, you know, instead of, like, especially because you're a chill person, you're not a loser. There's <laughs> so many losers that I've had weird conversations with that I'm just happy that I didn't talk to a loser today you're cool well i'm gonna take that as a mad compliment and you know what i had a conversation with youngster the other day and at the end of our uh, chat he turned around and he said to me you know what i just want to say thank you for taking the time to do your research and for treating your questions with a degree of authenticity that other people don't and i said to him exactly I, of course I would do that because I am treating our conversation and our interview with as much care as you treat your music and the creation of your music and all forms of art should be paid the same respect. So that's the respect that I paid him. That's the respect that I pay you. And hopefully that's the respect that I pay all artists down the line. Um, so yay for me not being a loser. Woo! That's the best compliment I've received in a very long time. But Forrest, I could do this all day, but we've come to the end of Text Talks Extra. And and like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. And we will do it again because I know that there's going to be so much to talk about when Collection 2 drops eventually. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for having me, though. It's been, it's been quite lovely. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Text Talks. From me, your host, Tex, producers Jonathan Ings and Matthew Lewitz, and researcher Al Clapper. Catch you on the flip side. Head on over to texttalks.com for all our previous episodes. And remember, that's Tex with a double X.